Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mahita Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Altergott, the Chief Experience Officer at the CX Edge. Well, we're starting this year off with a bang. Uh, this is the first time that we have three special guests on our podcast at once. So you guys are in for a special treat. Today, we have Katie Richards, who a lot of you may know. She's a member engagement specialist at Mahita. Hi, Katie. Hey. We have John Galsimo, president of All Lift Service Company. Hey, John. Hello, hello. And we have Tom Albero, chairman and CEO at Alliance Material Handling. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you so much for kicking our year off right. Um, this is now we're going into our third year of Mahita Talks podcast, so we're very excited about that, and we're very excited to have you guys with us today, so thank you. Um, to kind of save time, we'd like to just jump right in. We always like to start our podcast getting to know um, our speakers a little bit better. Um, I know both John and Tom, you have a long history in the industry, very well known amongst the Mahita members and within the industry as general. So I was hoping you could give us a little bit of an overview just about your respective companies and how you got started in the industry. John, you're actually closest to me on the screen, so I'm going to throw it over to you to start this one off. No problem. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, so All Lift Service was started by my father in 1972. We, uh, that makes this year our 50th year anniversary. A uh, very exciting year for All Lift. We represent Clark. Komatsu, BYD, and Nobelift brands of forklifts. Um, I was born into the business. I've been through all different aspects of it. I was, uh, you know, in all different departments. Uh, I was fortunate to enjoy the business and be able to work well with my father. Um, and so we've turned into a very diversified business and we employ over 60 people. Um, awesome, thank you. Tom, how about you? Could you give us a little background? Sure, uh, we'll do, and thanks for having me. Uh, so Alliance Material Handling was actually a merger of three companies that dated back to 1955. Uh, those three companies merged in 2001, uh, and in 2002 is when I came on board on a total random fluke. Uh, I was in the IT business, and I got a call, and I was trying to help someone out, and next thing you know, I became CFO of Alliance Material Handling. Uh, which led me a couple of years later to be president, and now my current role as chairman and CEO. So we are a Crown Clark uh, Doosan and Combulet dealer on the forklift side, and then we have a, a vastly growing systems business, uh, and our major vendors there are Nashville Wire and Space Rack. Awesome. Well, thank you. And Katie, I was hoping that maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your role uh, within Mahita. Yeah, um, so I meet with a lot of different Mahita members. So whether you're a new member of Mahita um, or maybe you're new to your company and your company's a member of Mahita, I could show you really how to maximize the use of your Mahita membership. Um, we have so many resources for different departments. So I take members on a deep dive of figuring out how to integrate some of those resources in their day to day um, along with you know, looking at the advocacy side. So working with schools, um, universities, and trying to get the material handling name and industry um, out there and making students aware of it. 
Awesome. Well, kind of staying on topic of the value that Mahita offers to their members through various services. So let's get to the point of why we're here today is to talk about the Mahita Disc Survey. Um, Katie, I was hoping you could kick us off. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the Disc Survey and what that mm -hmm. is and what that means. Um, and John and Tom have been instrumental in helping to modify the survey so that there's more values to members. Um, but to kind of kick us off, could you just give us a brief overview of what that survey is? Yeah, um, and great news. The survey is open right now. Um, so the DISC survey is a financial benchmarking survey um, that distributor members participate in so that they can compare and contrast how they're doing on a financial um, statement and compare how they're doing to other members. So um, it's a great tool that members use so that they could compare their last year's financial records. So every year in 2022 here, you'll compare 2021's financial records. Um, and it's a totally confidential survey to allow you to benchmark yourself um, to other members in the association. And you know, not just one segment, there's three separate surveys. So we really try to help you capture your business accurately by either participating in one or all three of our industrial truck disc survey, our storage and handling disk survey or our engineered systems disk survey. Um, and with the help of John and Tom, this year's survey um, is really great and there's been a lot of changes to it. So Tom, I was wondering if you can help us out. Katie had mentioned that there's some changes to the disk survey. I'm sure there's some people listening to this that have taken the disk survey for years and there's some that this may be their, their first year that they're getting into it. Maybe they're a new Mahita member or just haven't investigated in the past. Could you give us a little bit of an insight into what modifications were made to the disk survey? Sure. Uh, what we really did was uh, condense the survey down. Uh, so it past surveys, I think, you know, it, it could take anywhere from, I don't know, three, three to four hours to pull something together uh, 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 to get the survey submitted. Uh, so we've really got it down. I think it's about one page of just some key uh, data points from your financial statements that will help us pull everything together and then do the comparables that we that we do. Because the, the disk survey itself, it kind of focus on three profit drivers, growth, gross margin, uh, and expenses. So, and then we wrap uh, from there, putting that, that data in there and a, a few other data points that, that, that we asked for on that one page, it gives us enough data to come out with some industry statistics that will help everybody hopefully grow their bottom line profit. John, were there specific points in the DIS survey that you were looking to enhance this year with Mahita? Um, well, so obviously ease of use and the maximized participation, but the really cool thing uh, as far as enhancing it is to have the data faster and, and to be able to share it and go over it at the Mahita convention in April. So what's exciting about this is when you have the information in time for convention, um, we can have a, a session of uh, analysis and a round table. And uh, just a quick story, my very first Mahita convention, uh, I go into this disc report and I didn't fill out the disc report and I sat there and I was blown away. And uh, I heard things that I didn't know existed, some of them very, very basic. Um, even when you know certain basic things, 
when you talk about them again over time, uh, it just brings out new ideas and new things. Uh, after that, there was a group of us, we were talking about different KPIs. And at the time, I never heard of some of the KPIs, maybe all of them. Um, even into the bar night, you're talking about the subject matter. And I couldn't wait to get back to the dealership and measure ourselves against the industry. Um, so I guess what I'm most excited about is to, to go back to how it used to be and to go over the disc information at convention. And uh, some people that are, are at very high level, some people that are new, regardless whether you're OEM or distributor, to go over that at convention and then to have those breakout sessions at round tables, that's what, probably what I'm the most excited about. Yeah, one, one additional thing for uh, for the survey this year, and this is a key point that there will, in order to be able to get all the data pulled together for convention, uh, there's a hard cutoff. And there, normally every year there's an extension period, and then there's another extension period. There will be no extension period. So uh, I do believe it'll go from a three to four hour process down to about 30 minutes uh, to fill out the survey this year. So I think that'll, that will help people um, to be able to get it done quicker, but there won't be any extension. So if you miss the deadline, you won't be able to compare your data in, at the convention in that session. I'm sorry, Katie. Oh, and one other note there is um, there's no audit required for the um, when you're filling out the survey. So again, the ease of use with the survey should be a lot quicker than in years past. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, especially the shortening of time and, and making it more efficient. In my previous life, I worked for a dealership and we always participate in the DIS survey, um, but it would take a pretty significant investment of time and resources to fill it out, which can be, you know, a reason that maybe some people haven't filled it out in the past just because of that commitment. Um, so Tom, you had mentioned you're going from maybe a three to four hour process down to maybe 30 minutes this year to fill out the DIS survey. Did I get that right? Yeah, looking at the questions, I think that's about all it will take me. And now I will say my background's a CFO, so uh, I may do it a little quicker. So it may take you 45 minutes um, or maybe up to an hour, but I don't think it'll take as long as it did in the past. So do you fill out the survey yourself or do you enlist other resources within your organization to help you with that? Uh, for us, it's done by our uh, accounting manager. And John, how about you? How many resources within your company do you have to utilize to fill out the survey? So we have a, we have a part-time accountant that prepares a lot of it, but the truth is that a small organization, it's, a, it's, it's something that I'll do personally. We have this data. Um, I would say to anyone, if you go to look this information up and it is not available, that's a good exercise in itself because you should have this information readily available and it's the same stuff that you should be using quarterly if not monthly um, but there's there's value in what you'll learn just by pulling the information so typically it's a combination of myself and then our bookkeeper so not too many people have to be involved because I know this time of year people are busy and strapped and stressed and you know this could be another thing to pile on but if it's that easy and we get that much value from it um, there's almost no reason not to do it. Um, so as I mentioned before I'm familiar with the DIS survey. I know when I 
first started out in the industry and coming up with goals and strategies for our organization. At that time, being unfamiliar with material handling, it was very hard sometimes to come up with goals because I had nothing to really benchmark it to. You know, what is a, a good goal relatively in the industry? So the DIS survey certainly helped me out a lot in that capacity. But I'm curious to see how you guys have used the DIS survey to make business decisions or just compared yourself to others to create goals and strategies and use that information um, as another tool to do that. Tom, I'll kick it over to you for this one. Okay, so uh, the first, uh, maybe the easiest and best example I can come up with is uh, tech sales per technician. So when when I first did my disk survey, I you know I thought we were a phenomenal company doing outperforming everybody, uh, and the reality was I saw that at the time, and this was years ago, it was twelve thousand dollars a month per technician. And when I looked at my data, we were somewhere in the 95 to 10,000 uh, number. So I was like, oh my God, here's a basic statistic that I thought we were doing fantastic on and I'm below the average or the below just the gold. Uh, so mm -hmm. once, once we started looking at, then we started looking at ways of, okay, how do I improve productivity of our technicians and, and what are we doing? And, and you come up with, 20 different ideas on, on how you can increase that performance. And then what happens once you reach 12,000? Well, you set a new goal, 15,000, uh, right? And, and over the years, that goal has continued to climb, uh, but we've been able to outpace that goal. Uh, we have some branches down now that are up to 18 to $20,000 a month per technician. And it's all about what is a technician doing that doesn't relate to billing a customer and how can we have somebody else provide that, um, whatever that whatever it is that they're doing to make sure that their sole focus is trying to take care of our customers and being 100% billable while, while they're out on the road. That's great. That, that's a great example of how to effectively use that information. Don, you had mentioned in the beginning, in the first convention you went to, you know, not filling out your disk survey and then going back and realizing the value of doing that. Um, what business decisions have you made or enhanced based on the information you've seen from the disk survey? Well, we don't have enough time to talk about all the things <laughs> that we've done, but where we're at today, our dashboards and the information is available daily and there's monthly reporting and it's all just a part of how we measure our performance. And so if you can't measure it and you can't compare it to what the industry high performing dealer is, you really have no way of knowing if you're going forward or going backward to Tom's point, whether it's uh, revenue per parts person or yeah. revenue per technician. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away any secrets, but it all boils down to gross margin. If you have the right gross margin, everything works. Um, that's where the focus should be, and that's where we learn that. But it takes years and years of trying to fight that to to acknowledge the fact that um, that's the answer. And even though we're through it, and there's been years of disk survey. When I guarantee when we sit at convention and we talk about the same things, there will be new ideas and new takeaways on the same topics that we've talked about for years because everything changes. Tablet solutions change, business systems changes. And so it's stuff that we'll for probably for the rest of my career be talking about 
in some way, shape, or form, but it's built into everything we do in the organization every day, basically. Right. One of the other great benefits of, of it, when, once you start going down this path, you, you find a lot of other people that are doing the same thing. So then you create groups. And so John and I have been in a group for, I don't know, 10 years at least. Um, and, and every meeting that we go to, some idea pops out that nobody either know somebody had just thought about it. And next thing you know, the entire group is doing it and it helped increase our profits. And what I like mm -hmm. to say is it not only pays for the meal and the bar tab, but oftentimes it pays for everything associated, airfare, because right. one good idea that you bring back and implement, it doesn't just produce that one day, that becomes policy and it's years and years of policy that produces dollars. So mm -hmm. I don't know that people accurately measure the value of an idea that you go back and implement and what that equals over a 10-year period. Uh, so I just say it works on all levels. And one, one last point. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I said one last point I want to make, just because I always feel like maybe it's a CFO in me that always wants to talk about dollars. You know, my goal when I first did the disc was I wanted to be one of those top 25% dealers. So I gold our current performance versus that performance and how close was I bottom line profit. And I swore that I was gonna be one of the top 25 when I filled out that form, only to find out that my, the gap between me and a top 25% dealer was almost $3 million to the bottom line. And over the years, we've been able to uh, work on that, uh, fix some things internally, and the end result is now I outperformed the top 25, uh, which is just incredible when you think about it. You think you're running a great company, yet you have a $3 million gap from others. And why is that? And this really helps you focus on what, not only what do you need to do in total, but you really can break it down by department, what do you have to do? And that makes it easier to implement things. I think that's such a, a great point, and both Tom and John, you've made it. I think when you're in an organization, you have a tendency of this tunnel vision of thinking you're doing really great and, you know, business is good, so we must be running as efficiently as possible. But it's really not until you're able to compare yourselves to others that you get a true sense of, you know, how good you're really doing. And I think this type of data certainly helps that because we all get stuck in that day to day. I mean, anybody can just say, I'm gonna do 10% better than I did last year and just keep going. But there might be a lot more opportunity that you're not seeing without this type of data. So I think those are really great points. Katie, I was wondering, now that we've talked a little bit about the DIST survey, and I'm sure everybody's super excited to fill it out now and get that data, um, <laughs> could you give us a little bit more information of how Mahita members can participate in the survey? Yeah, it's extremely simple. Um, so mahita.org slash disc is the link that you'll go to. Um, and right online, you can download the report, um, which will be an Excel file that you'll fill out. Um, so it's as simple as there's three reports labeled mahita.org slash disc. There's industrial truck, storage and handling, engineered systems. You can do one or all three and you download it and then you have the Excel file. Um, one other thing is McKay Research Group, which is the company 
the DISC report provider um, that will do the analysis. They're also very helpful if you wanted help inputting your data, you can call them directly and they will help you input that data if you want to send them your data and have them input it. Um, they're great and they're flexible to help you get that done. So very simple. Um, and you can always call anyone at Mahita, the Mahita office and we could send you that Excel sheet too. And do you have to be a Mahita member to participate? Yes, uh, it's a Mahita member um, benefit. And then by participating, you'll get a custom complimentary dashboard that like Tom and John have said, you can use all year round to slice and dice your data. Um, so you'll receive a report, a dashboard, um, and again, only Mahita members um, can participate, but by participating, you receive all of that. And then is there a cost to Mahita members to participate and to get that data? No, um, so it's free to participate, free to get the, the to get the data once you participate. Awesome, thank you. So to yeah. kind of round out the conversation, and I appreciate all the information on the DIST survey and the amount of value it can provide. I'm curious just to go more broad base and get a little bit of an understanding of how you're using data in general um, to make business decisions. Obviously inclusive of the DIST survey, but I'm sure that's not your one and done and there are some other resources that you look to. Um, John, can I throw that one over to you first? Sure, well, data collection and integration of data is one of the 2022 Mahita business trends. Um, so data is in all of our lives. And um, so, but data-driven decision-making is what we all would talk about, um, but you have to have your gut instinct and a little common sense in conjunction with that, because uh, the combination of the three is really where you get to have the, the good decision. Um, whether it's ERP or CRM or marketing cloud or all of the things that we have and all of the data that we have. Um, the challenge is sorting it and understanding it and using it to help us sell more stuff to ultimately achieve more gross margin to tie it back to the disk report. And so you could have all this data that you ever wanted and you can make decisions on it. But what we focus on is what information do we need to help us sell more products, increase our margin, and provide solutions to the customers. We have data everywhere, but that's why the business trend is the integration of all this data so that it's in one central area where you can understand it. And that could be an entire another podcast um, <laughs> because that's, that's a lot to swallow and no one really has it quite figured out but uh, it's very important every single day. All right, Katie, I think we have a volunteer for the next Mahita Talks podcast. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, how about you? How do you guys use data in other ways to make business decisions? So, so I always say uh, data is uh, critical, but dangerous. Uh, and what, what you have to do is really simplify the data as best as you can so that you don't, have analysis by paralysis so uh, and, and that's hard sometimes and so what we've done is we've we've come up with probably about 15 key performance indicators that we know we need to track that will help us uh, better our business uh, so we focus on those uh, 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 and 
you know, upgrading to a new computer system is probably one of the toughest challenges everybody has. But for sure, to get the right data, you, you got to get have the right computer systems uh, put in place. Uh, so for us, we just recently did that about two years ago, and it was it brought us to our knees at some point in time going through that conversion. But the end result of it, now we can produce these Power BI reports. Uh, that gives us so much data on customer profitability, profitability, revenue and profitability by technicians. So if a technician wants a raise and they come in and say, hey, I deserve a raise, we can show them this data. Here's what the goals are for the company. Here's what you're producing. Yeah, you're darn right, you deserve a raise, right? Or, or hey, okay, we want to get you a raise and we're going to give you a raise, but we need you to get to these numbers uh, mm -hmm. in order to so those are the kind of things that are very, very helpful. And you just have to have that kind of data at, at hand. And what you really want is um, you want enough data so that you can answer these questions. Because a lot of times when we look at something like, let's say, how do you get your, um, your uh, margin up to whatever the goal is? Um, and you have five reasons why you can't get to that goal because you know, you have too many national accounts or something like that, and I just can't get to that margin. That you gotta be able to say, okay, well, that's fine. That margin's here. Now let's go over and look at your expenses and what can we do to reduce expenses so that your bottom line hits the goal uh, for, for whatever department you're at. So those are, and, and that data is critical. If you have all that data, you can have a good reason why you can't get to one critical point, but there's mm -hmm. five other ways to get there and now you have the data and information to know how to go, go and attack the problem and get to the final result. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think you both kind of touched on it that all the data you want is available, but it's coming up with a mechanism to really harness it and effectively analyze it because you can get data to tell you any story that you want it to tell you. Um, but you have to be honest in kind of how you're looking at it. So I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, you guys have made it to our lightning round of Mahita Talks. Uh -oh. So this is the most exciting part. Not that the rest wasn't exciting, but this is also a very exciting part of our podcast. So we've never done it with three people before. This is how we're gonna go. I have 10 questions. It's kind of quick answer questions, hence the name lightning round. So it's gonna go in the order of Tom, Katie, John. So Tom, I'm gonna start the first one with you. Katie, then you'll answer, then John, you'll answer. The next one will go to Katie, then John, then Tom. Get the, the circle order, okay? All right. So, Tom, this is for you, and then Katie, and then John. If you had the power of teleportation, where would you go right now? I would go to some island in the Caribbean and make sure I stayed there for about a year straight with lots of... <laughs> booze. Amen. <laughs> uh, I'm right with you, Tom. I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to the Rock House. It's exactly where I'm going. <laughs> John? You're on mute, John. My first question is, can I bring my family in this teleport? Because other than my family, I don't really, I would go somewhere where there's hardly any people and the weather <laughs> is nice and there's a, there's either a lake or an ocean. Um, because I think we're all looking to just get away at this point. Agreed. All right, Katie, if you could effortlessly pick up a skill in an instant, what would that skill be? Oh, uh, sewing. 
I just bought myself a sewing machine and I have no idea how to use it. <laughs> I can't help you with that. John, how about you? Skill. Lightning round, it's gotta be fast. Are you allowed to pass and then come to time and come back? Like, jump to time and then come back. Let me think of a skill that I don't So I am a late adult hockey player, so I would oh. wish I had this, the stick handling and shooting skills that are needed to get more goals than I currently produce. <laughs> I like it. All right, John, you got an answer for us? All right, I would like to be a good dancer because the Mahita staff wants Tom and I to dance at the 2022 convention, and we're arguing against that. So I guess currently in the theme of Mahita, I wish I had a little better rhythm and uh, I could I could dance, and then this way I could make everyone happy and uh, and, and do what we're looking to do. But we're negotiating very hard to avoid the dancing on stage as far as Tom and I are concerned. You guys always make us happy. I know I I don't have an official Mahita vote, but um, if I could be a tiebreaker, I would say that yes, they must dance at the convention. Yeah, it's one uh, of my always heavy sharing. I think that no dance, no dance. <laughs> All right, John, this goes to you first. What is one thing you would like to do this year that you've never done before? Dance at the convention. No, 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 no. That's that's not what I'm looking to do. I'm not very good at this lightning round, Sherry. Nothing's like to too mind. I'm, uh, I'm going to pass again. All right, Tom, how about you? I would like to learn how to ride, drive one of our big rigs and deliver a forklift to one of our customers. Personally. <laughs> I like that. Katie, how about you? Um, that is a good question. Um, I, I feel like I got to keep on the sewing front because I'm feeling like I need a creative outlet. So what was the question again? What do I want to do? I'm going to make a garment. I'm going to make a, a dress. So Tom, are you going to drive the big rig this year? That's what I'd like to do, sure. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. All right, John, did you come up with one? Are we still no, thinking over that? Mesmerized by Tom gonna get his CDL <laughs> this year and drive the tractor trailer in the rollback. All right, Tom, this one's to you. What was your least favorite food as a kid? And do you still dislike it today? Oh, this is so easy, and my family knows this answer. Meatloaf. When I was a kid growing up. We had meatloaf like four times a week because we didn't have a heck of a lot of money and it was more uh, more breading than there was meat. Uh, so to this day, if I see that on a restaurant and a menu, I just have to flip the menu to the other page because I can't even think about it. Right, next time you come to Chicago, we'll go to Dicka's though. They have the best meatloaf that money can buy you. Um, Katie, how about you? What's your least favorite food as a kid and do you still dislike it? Um, yes, uh, like a ham, just at Thanksgiving, whatever. I don't like it. I don't want it. I never will. <laughs> John, how about you? So I love food and I'm big on protein, but for some reason, any kind of pale chicken or pale beef of any kind, I for some reason just can't eat pale protein. So it's always got to be some sort of seared or brown. So I'm not a big crock pot guy or any of that stuff. 
Uh, I'm getting better with age, but uh, it's not the particular food. It's just something about pale chicken in particular. I just That's can't do That's an oddly specific answer, but thank you. <laughs> I've never um, heard of chicken described as pale. Well, there's, no, there's I, many ways to cook chicken, and if it's pale, I'm not in. The crock pot took me not a minute to catch up on that one. All right, Katie, <laughs> what is your best feature? Oh, oh my hair. <laughs> John. Uh, I like to have relationships that are just uh, deep relationships. I like to have a good time. I like for everyone to be happy, and uh, I try to be a positive force. Oh, makes me want to change my answer. <laughs> uh, so I would say I have this true belief in paying it forward. So everything I do, every interaction I have, I try to find a way that I can pay it forward for somebody else. All right, John, this is for you. This is an easy one. Would you rather spend a week in the forest or a night in a real haunted house? Uh, forest, definitely in the forest. I'm not afraid of night and nature. Um, <laughs> not looking to be in that haunted house. Tom, Tom might be in there. I couldn't think of two worse things, but camping is like my least favorite thing in the world, so I'm gonna have to go with haunted house. Yeah, haunted house for sure. No. Um. All right, Tom. What is your spirit animal? Eagle. <laughs> Katie. Fish. John. I'm trying to look up what is a spirit animal. <laughs> is it bad that I know what that means? What animal like embodies your personality, your spirit? No idea what animal. Or just a good animal. I just like okay. to swim. Fish. Dog. Yeah, we can, cat. We can go with dog. Yeah. I'm yeah, going cat. to pass on the spirit animal. Yeah, I went I went with fly like an eagle. Let the spirit from. <laughs> All right, Katie. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? Um well, it wasn't bad, but I had kangaroo. Makes me feel kind of sad that I had that, but it was pretty good. <laughs> John, how about you? Worst thing? It can't be pale chicken. No, 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 no. Probably some rabbit or some animal that I shouldn't have eaten that was pretty nasty. I would say rabbit. John? So mine is easy. I was in Korea. I was going to call up the picture and show it to you, but I decided that it'd take too long to find it. So it was a dish in Korea and it was sea slugs with shark fins. Yeah, that sounds worse. That winner. He yeah, won. That's winner. I must have been hungry when I was putting these together because there seems to be a lot of food questions. But uh, Katie, oh wait, no, John, is there a dessert? you don't like? Nope. Tom. Tiramisu. Oh, it's so good. Katie. Um, 
yeah, I don't think there's anything I don't like on the dessert front. Yeah. All right, final question, Tom. Would you rather run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 20 miles per hour? I would rather fly at 20 miles an hour. You mean Tatum. fly by myself with my arms? Like, yeah, with your own arms. Fly. Katie. Fly all day. Fly. John? All right. Fly. Well, thank you guys for participating in that lightning round and this podcast today. Does anybody have any closing thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with? John, I'll start with you. Um, so I know it's a podcast on the disc report, but I, I'm so excited, however geeked out that sounds, to have the disc report information, to be at convention and to get everyone in the room talking about what was the best year ever in the material handling industry. Um, I just can't imagine how someone wouldn't want to participate in that. And it, it's exciting. I'm excited to be the uh, 2022 convention chair. And uh, this is going to be a great convention. I wish it was. Uh, I wish it was sooner. I'm very excited about it. Tom, I am. Uh, I am of the theory that this Omicron thing is going to be over within a month, and that the convention is going to be the most attended convention. And I think probably the uh, one of the biggest sessions will be this disc survey session that they're going to put on, which I think is going to be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that and. Uh, and John's a chairman of the convention, so I'm sure it's going to be the best convention ever. I'm excited. Katie, can you give us one more reminder of, of how to fill out the survey? Where do yes. we go? Visit mahita.org slash disc, and there is three buttons to download either report. Um, you can also call or email anyone at the Mahita office, and we will get that report to you, and it's on the Mahita website live right now. Well, thank you guys for making us all smarter today. I'm your host, Sherry Altagat from Mahita Talks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for Take having care. me. Bye. See you soon.